food. In the middle of the garden were the tree of life and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The second part is from verses 18 to 20. The Lord God said, It is not for the man to be alone. I will make a helper suitable for him. Now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. He brought them to the man to see what he would name them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was his name. So the man gave names to all the livestock, the birds in the sky, and all the wild animals. But for Adam, no suitable helper was found. May the Lord bless his holy word. Thank you, Lara. And Sam, I'm really sorry. I asked you to move a slide down the order of service, but I now need it to be shown next. Because if you remember at the beginning of the year, you would have received, hopefully, uh, one of our uh, fridge magnets with the church, church text for the year on. And it's going to appear on the screen. There it is. And if you look at it, there's that lovely picture of a tree in a colourful meadow with a lovely variety of the sky behind with those words on it. Joy, peace and celebration. Thank you, Sam. That's lovely. And uh, there are some more of these available and I will make sure we have them at the front in case anyone didn't get one or would like one at the end of the service. But, do you know, as lovely as that image is of the tree and the garden, it doesn't come close to that passage that Lara has just shared with us. All those wonderful images in that verse 9, the Lord God made all kinds of trees grow out of the ground, trees that were pleasing to the eye and good for food. And now the Lord God had formed out of the ground all the wild animals and all the birds in the sky. And in those verses, you get this sheer abundance of God's goodness, of God's variety, of God's beauty and of his diversity, of God's assortment of all that he created, of the plenty, of the richness, of the wealth of color. And I think you're getting the idea, aren't you? It was good. God created something amazing. And the children who have their activity pack at the moment have got some face masks in them. And the face masks are quite similar to one another. But do you know what? Every single one of them will be colored in differently, partly because they've got different crayons, but partly because each person will color them in however they wish. And as we look around this room, upstairs and downstairs, and perhaps for you, if you've got your family or friends with you at home, you will look around the room and see we are all different, aren't we? We're all individuals. We're all wearing something different. We all eat something different. We speak differently. All of us are different to one another. One another. And yet, God made each one of us. God knows us all. We are all part of God's creation. And this video is going to remind us of that now. Thank you, Sam. All of us have been fearfully and wonderfully made. All of us 
God knows about. All of us, God has created. And when at the beginning of the year, when we were using this text, we talked about the hope that at the, some point during this year, we would be back together. And it's lovely to have you in the building this morning. It's great that you're still watching us online. Because when we were preaching from this text at the beginning of the year, um, from Isaiah 55 and the text for the church, do you know, it was freezing cold. There was just a handful of us in the building. We were talking to a, a camera up on the balcony, and we wondered if we'd ever get to this point. But we are here. We are able to rejoice together. Okay, we've still got a long way to go, but we are here and we are making progress. God continues to be with us all the days of our life. And maybe if you've seen in the notice sheet, and Haley will remind you, We've got the option to come and gather after a morning service in a couple of weeks' time and have a barbecue and see one another outside face-to-face -face again and catch up with one another. And if you're able to, do join us on the 15th of August. But we're looking today at the whole idea of God blessing us. Blessed be your name, using a song that we'll be singing later. And it reminds us of God's bountiful provision. And you know we have family living in Austria, in the Tyrol, and they send us all these beautiful photos of the lakes and the mountains and the trees and the luscious vegetation. And I look at here and I walk around here and I recognize wherever we are, God is with us. We look back over our lives and we see God's hand at work in our lives. And I want us to stand together this morning and praise God for the wonderful things he has done. As we say together the words on the PowerPoint from Isaiah 55. And we can marvel at the, creation, the beautiful creation of the pictures on the slides. Thank you. Let's stand as we say this together. As the rain and the snow come down from heaven... And do not return to it without watering the earth. And make it bud and flourish, so that it yields the supper and bread for the eater. So is my word from my mouth. It will not return to me empty. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace, and the mountains and hills will burst into song before you, and all the trees of the field will clap their hands. Instead of the thorn bush will grow the pine tree, and instead of briars the myrtle will grow. This will be for the Lord's renown, for an everlasting sign which will not be destroyed. Amen. Thank you. We have so much to thank God for. You may remain or take your seats as Haley comes and shares with us some of the things that are continuing to go on in the life of the church. everybody. Just a couple of um, points to highlight to you. Um, first of all, there is no evening services during August in any shape or form, like online or in person. So just to remember, there is no evening services during August. 
Our next wellbeing walk is Monday the 9th of August. Um, as usual, it's meeting in the car park at 9.30, um, and it's the normal route through Lodge Farm Park and Rafels Park. You can join at the start, you can join halfway through at any point. If you've got um, questions about it, you want to find out more, please do contact Jan and she can give you some more information. We are looking to have two services, one in August, on Monday the 16th of August at 7pm, and on Sunday the 26th of September at 4pm. And these are for people who um, have lost someone during this um, pandemic. Um, so obviously saying goodbye to somebody has been quite hard during this time. So it may be you or it may be family, it may be friends, someone you know. Um, please um, grab an information card where you can invite them along to the service, come along with them. If you're not able to attend the service, but you have a name that you'd like to be added, please do email Vicky and she can include that in that. And it's just a really important time to invite someone along to that if you know um, they've lost someone during that time. And then finally, as Vicky um, mentioned just a moment ago, we are having a barbecue on Sunday the 15th of August after the morning service. So first of all, please do come along. It's for everybody. If you're already here, you won't have far to travel. It's just out the back of church. Um, but also on the notice sheet, it's got a list of the actual tasks that we need to happen to make the barbecue actually be an event. So if there's anything on that list that you can do, please do email the church office and we can coordinate everything and it'd be great to see you there. Thank you. Good morning. It's good to see you. And those of you who don't know me, I'm Ian. I'm one of the other ministers. And um, it's good to be gathering around the Lord's table this morning. Let me just tell you, anybody who loves Jesus is welcome around the table. It doesn't matter whether you're one or 101. If you love Jesus, you are welcome. And you're welcome to take bread. What the Bible doesn't say is to be able to come close to Jesus, you have to tick these boxes. It just says, do you love Jesus? And so in a moment, we're going to sing a song. And it's a very traditional song when I survey. Traditional words. We know those words really well. And uh, one of the things we used to do as a church, do you remember the olden days? PC. Pre-COVID, we used to have all sorts of habits then, didn't we? And we have new habits now. And one of the habits we used to have is uh, passing the offering bag round. Do you remember those days? And we used to have a song and the offering bag would go round and we used to have to rush around to find enough people to collect it. We don't do that at the moment, but we have these boxes. One here at the front, two in the entrance area where you can put your cash offerings. There's also a card machine where you can give by card, where you can adjust the amount for the amount you want to give. And that's part of our worship. Nobody's obliged to do it. It's part of our worship. In a moment, I'm going to lead us in a prayer of thanksgiving to God for our gifts. And if you want to do something physical, because sometimes people like to do something physical, feel free as we sing the song that follows to make your way to one of the offering points, to put your offering or the card point, which is just outside that downstairs door there, to make a payment by your card. 
Let's pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that you have blessed us with so many good things. We thank you, Lord, for those who are back in this church, upstairs and down. We thank you for a congregation that is growing. And Lord, we thank you for those who are here for the first time since the pandemic today. And Lord, we pray they will feel safe and welcome. And Lord, now as we worship and we come towards the communion, we pray, dear Lord, that you will bless this time and this part of our service. And Lord, we give you our gifts, those which we have transferred through the banks, those which we paid for, transferred over the websites, those that have been done through the card machine as people came in, those monetary gifts that have been put in the boxes. Lord, we thank you for every one of those. And Lord, we pray you'll bless those gifts and that through those gifts, Lord, your kingdom will grow. In Jesus' name, amen. And as we sing this song, when I survey, with those deacons who are leaders who are going to serve, please come to the front, maybe this front row here. And also, uh, feel free to come forward and put your gift here, or if you're closer to the back and want to put it in the back, do that as well. Thank you. Romford Baptist Church, as you may or may not know, has a membership and the membership are those who come into a relationship with the church and say, I want to be a part of that church. And every so often we have the joy of welcoming new members into this church. And this morning, Mimi, where are you? I think I saw you come. Come on forward, Mimi. You can take your mask off for a moment if you want to smile at the people. Come up onto the stage with me. If you don't want to smile at them, you can just leave the mask on. That's up to you. <laughs> Mimi, it's really lovely to have you as a member of Romford Baptist Church. And we thank God for bringing you to be a part of this church and all that you will bring and offer to God at this time. You can see they're not too frightening out there. One or two are, but I'm not going to point them out individually at the moment. They know who they are, but it's just a joy to welcome you. Now, normally we would do the right hand of fellowship at this point, and I'm not quite sure what the alternative, the right elbow of fellowship, is it? <laughs> but it's really great to welcome you into this church family. Let's pray for Mimi. Father God, we thank you for Mimi. We thank you for bringing her into this fellowship. We thank you for the person she is, and we thank you, Lord, that she loves Jesus and has her own personal relationship with him. And Lord, we pray you will bless her and keep her. You will make your face shine upon her. And Lord, that you will help her to reach her full potential in you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's welcome her as she goes back to her seat. Lovely to see you. And whilst we're around the communion table, it's welcome to remember and to welcome another of our new leaders. Shade, will you come up? And um, we had a church meeting AGM in June, and Shade was 
one of those who was elected as deacons. We had five uh, either elected or re-elected at that time. But Shadi wasn't able to be with us last month when uh, we were welcoming the new leaders in because she was in Nigeria at her mum's funeral. And we've been praying for you, Shade, and we continue to pray for you and your beautiful family at this time. But Shade, you're really welcome. It is fantastic to have you as one of the leaders of the church and the gifts that God has placed into you that for such a time as this have been offered to Romford Baptist Church. You are welcome. And I thank God for your passion for prayer. I thank God for your passion for making Jesus known. And I pray you will be an unsettling element within the church that gives us that passion that will go through the church. Because that's why God has called you to this role at this time. Let's pray for Shade. Lord God, we thank you for our sister. We thank you, Lord, for all that she brings. And as she comes into this role to which you have called her, Lord, we pray it will be a role which she will grow into. And as Lord, I just said, she will be an unsettling as she brings the passion to make Jesus known into this church. Lord, bless her, bless her skills, bless her gifts. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And we welcome Sade as one of the leaders. God bless you, Sade. In a moment, the communion elements are going to come round. And as I said before, anyone who loves Jesus is welcome to take bread and wine. For those of you who have dietary needs and that, can I say the bread is gluten-free? So if you have a need for gluten-free bread, you are, will be blessed alongside the rest of us. And the cup it's just a grape juice. It is not alcoholic in any way. So hopefully everybody can take bread and wine. Let me just explain. Um, we're still trying to be COVID secure in the way that this is done. And you will see that those who are serving, and I need to do it as well, uh, have gloves on. And that way, hopefully, I always struggle to get, any else, anybody else struggle to get these gloves on? What is the trick? Anyway, the first trick is to make sure you're putting your fingers in the right holes, aren't they? <laughs> and not to have hands as big as mine. I've just broken that one. Can I have a new glove? <laughs> this is where I should have sorted it out earlier. Is that any better? No. <laughs> Can I get away with sanitizing my hands, folks? <laughs> he says, but now he can't get the bottle off that. <laughs> We're trying to be COVID secure, and that's important. 
So as the bread and wine comes round, the servers who've got glove on will place it into your hand rather than you taking it off the plate, okay? So if you could have your hands open. That's the reason for this center bit as well, so that they can go up the center and still place it into your hand. In the same way, they'll come round with a cup and they'll take the cup out of the tray and place it into your hand so that they're not, we're not sort of everybody touching that which everybody else is going to eat and drink. If you don't feel able to take the bread and wine, feel no embarrassment. Just let it go past you or just say no to the server. We pray that if you love Jesus, you will feel welcome. Obviously, the other thing is, please drop your mask before you try and put the bread into your mouth. It's so much easier. Says he who was drinking a coffee earlier this week and couldn't work that little bit out. Let's be quiet for a moment. Paul, writing to the church, said these words. For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in the same way, in remembrance of me. After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. We're going to be led in a prayer of thanksgiving. Thank you, Ken. Let us pray. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, we give you praise and thanks for your love for us. We thank you for creating us in your image. We thank you for calling us to be your children. We thank you for paying the penalty of our sin by your son Jesus dying on the cross in our place. Lord, we gather around this table and commit our lives once more to you as we take the elements laid out before us, the bread signifying your broken body and the wine representing your blood shed for us. We lay our lives before you in worship and thanksgiving. Man of sorrows, what a name for the Son of God who came ruined sinners to reclaim. Hallelujah, what a saviour. Amen. And so Jesus took the body, the bread, and said, this is my body, which is broken for you. We'll eat the bread as we receive it, and then we'll hold on to the cup when it comes round, that we may drink together. Jesus took the cup. 
And when he'd given thanks, he said, this is my blood shed for you. There was no other good enough to pay the price of our sin. Let's drink and be thankful. Father, we thank you for feeding us with the cup of salvation. And Lord, we pray that we will be blessed as we grow in our relationship with you. Amen. Whilst there's a bit of music playing, the, uh, those who are serving will come around with a basket for you to just place your cups back in. That's great. God, we thank you this day for this is the day that you have made. We rejoice and we are glad. We want to bring before you our world today, oh God. We thank you for creating this world for us. We thank you for all the things that you have enabled go successful in this world. But Lord, we bring our intercessory prayers before you. Your word says that we should bring our prayers and supplications with thanksgiving to you. Lord, we ask in the name of Jesus that you would please help make this world a better place. Particularly during this pandemic, we ask that you will continue to bless the scientific um, world to do great research to bring this pandemic under control. We pray that you, the Bam of Gilead, will soothe every family who has had a loved one pass in recent months, O oh God. We pray, Lord, O oh God, that you would energize and equip our emergency services, that they will continue to do excellent work, O oh God, in the name of Jesus. We commit our community before you. Lord, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are currently in bereavement, those who are healed. We pray, Lord, in, the, in Jesus' name, that you, the Bam of Gilead, would touch them where it hurts, O God, in Jesus' name. We pray, Lord, O God, that you will continue to do your wonders. We know that you have a plan for us, an intention and a purpose. We pray that your will will be done in our lives individually and collectively, O Lord, in Jesus' name. And that in this world, O God, we will indeed be that wonderful smelling aroma that you intend us to be around our people, O God. Help us, O God, to do wonders in, the, in your land. And Father, Lord, O God, we pray that you will continue to garrison our hearts and protect our minds and provide for our needs, O God, as a community of Christians all around the globe. We thank you, O God, for those things that you have done. For we know that you are faithful and will always remain faithful and you will do it. So whatsoever our supplications are this morning individually, we lay them at your feet and pray that you, the able God, the way maker, the miracle working God, will provide according to your riches in glory by Christ Jesus. This Lord we bring to you in Jesus name. We have our second reading now which Samuel's going to read to us from the book of Deuteronomy. Samuel, I don't know what you've done so bad to be given that reading, but <laughs> that's Vicky, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Samuel. Good morning. Can you hear me? 
Good morning. Uh, the second reading is, is in four parts, and it's taken from Deuteronomy chapter 11. The first part is verses 1 to 4, and it's, it goes this. Love the Lord your God and keep his requirements, his decrees, his laws, and his commands always. Remember today that your children were not the ones that, the one who saw and experienced the discipline of the Lord your God, his majesty, his mighty hands, his outstretched arm, the signs he performed and the things he did in the heart of Egypt, both to Pharaoh, king of Egypt, and to his whole country. What he did to the Egyptian army, to its horses and chariots, how he overwhelmed them with the waters of the Red Sea and they were as they were pursuing you, and how the Lord brought a lasting ruin on them. The second part is verses 8 to 21. Observe, therefore, all the commands I'm giving you today, so that you may have strength to go in and take over the land you are crossing the Jordan to possess, and so that you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. The land you are entering to take over is not the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot as in vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valley that drinks rain from the heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for. The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to the end. So, if you faithfully obey the commands I'm giving you today, to love the Lord your God and to serve him with all your heart, with all your soul, then I will send rain on your land in its seasons, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather in your grain, new wine and olive oil. I will provide grass in the field for your cattle and you will eat and be satisfied. Be careful or you'll be enticed to run away and worship other gods and bow before them. Then the Lord's anger will burn against you and it will shut up the heavens so that it will not rain and the ground will yield no produce and you will soon perish from the good land the Lord is giving you. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and mind. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your forehead. Teach them to your children. Talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Write them on the door frames of your houses, on your gates so that your days and the days of your children will be many in the land the Lord swore to give your ancestors, as many as the days that the heavens are above the earth. The third part, verses 26 to 28, See, I'm setting before you today a blessing and a curse. The blessing, if you obey the commands of the Lord your God that I'm giving you today, because if you disobey the commands of the Lord your God and turn away and turn from the way that I command you today by following other gods which you have not known, 
and the final part, 31 to 32. You are about to cross the Jordan to enter and take possession of the land the Lord your God is giving you. When you have taken it over and living there, be sure that you obey all the decrees and the laws I'm setting before you today. May the Lord bless his holy words. Church, lovely to see you all. Um, we are going to be doing some uh, craft things at the front here. So if you have any children or if you're a young person, we're going to be making some things that are going to go on this uh, picture at the back here. Um, it's going to tie in with uh, Vicky's message and all shall be revealed. So if you are a young person or a, or a little person and you would like to join in, you don't have to. Um, I'm just going to be over here at the front. Come and sit with me. Come and sit with me. We're going to stand and sing again. Blessed be your name. Thank you. And please take your seats. And uh, as you can see, the youngsters are busy. It's uh, August. It's, uh, we have a series of all age services in August. So the children will be doing something different each week. And today, as you can see, we are beginning to create picture of the Garden of Eden and the youngsters are going to be decorating that as I talk right now because we are talking about blessed be your name in a land that is plentiful where your streams of abundance flow blessed be your name and that's what we were talking about earlier on when they were decorating their face masks and as we've heard from that reading that uh, Samuel's just read to us there's this continued promise from God to his people. But there's also, as we heard in the reading, a blessing and a curse. And so firstly, there's the promise. In verse 9, it says, you may live long in the land the Lord swore to your ancestors to give to them and their descendants, a land flowing with milk and honey. We have a picture just a simplistic picture in the sense of the Garden of Eden, of the, of the abundance of the wonderful wealth that I was talking about earlier. But we know that that wonder didn't last long because Adam and Eve, they sinned and they were banished. But God didn't give up. And we know as we read through our that God continued to use Noah and Abraham and Moses. And we get to the point where Samuel's just been reading to us, where God was saying to his people, I am going to take you into a land that is full of milk and honey, another land of abundance. That sense of the streams of abundance flowing in the song that we've just been singing. But we also know that entry into that land wasn't straightforward. It wasn't quick. We know that they'd spent time wandering around the wilderness because of doubt and fear and human frailty. And perhaps that's why there's that instruction that Samuel read in verses 18. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. Tie them as symbols on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Teach them to your children talking about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. 
write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates so that your days and the days of your children may be many in the land that the Lord has sworn to your ancestors to give. There's that sense of needing to remember, of not forgetting. And how often do we forget the good things and only focus on the negative, on the times of upset or on hurt or on pain? I don't know how you remember to do certain things. I don't know whether you've got things written on your hands or on your foreheads or you have them attached to your door. I have a whole variety of ways that I try to remember things. If it's to remind me to take something to church, I put it by the door. If it's to remind me to take it upstairs, I put it on the steps. If it's to remind me to do something else, I'll write myself a note. I've even been known to email myself, so when I get to the office, I'll do something. And worse, I don't know if this is worse, I have an electronic reminder in my phone that reminds me to do this or to do that or to do the other. I haven't yet resorted to the knotted handkerchief method, but maybe that works for you. Who knows? But for me, I need a visual prompt to remind me to do things. And that, in effect, is really what God is saying to, uh, through these passages in Deuteronomy. Don't forget what I have done for you. Write them down. Remember them. And we don't necessarily need to tie them on our foreheads or on our hands. I know I used to write on my hand things I had to remember, but I've given that up now because it always looked so messy. And by the time I got to do it, I couldn't read what I'd written anyway. But it's always good, isn't it, to give thanks and praise to God. It's always good to look back, to remember what God has done, particularly if we're going through a difficult time. It's always good to remember that God has answered our prayers when maybe we're going through a period of time when we're praying and God doesn't seem to be answering. And if you've joined us on any of our prayer course, whether it was prayer course one or two on Wednesdays at RBC, last number of weeks and months, you will know that God does always answer our prayers, just not necessarily according to our timing. But here, God is wanting to take them into our land, flowing with the milk and the honey that he promises. But what he's saying to you, I'm going to promise you this. I want to bless you, but you need to do something in the process. We too have a promise, a promise that God will never leave us or forsake us, a promise that if he's shown us or asked us to do something, then he will be faithful to that. And we need to be faithful to him in the process. And so maybe for some of you today, if you're finding it hard, I want to encourage you during the day to go back and to maybe... Look back at your life and see how God has touched you and remember that God has promised that he touched you then and he will touch you now and he will touch you in the days to come. He will never leave us or forsake us. So that's the promise that was to the people of Israel and the promise that we can claim today too. But secondly, there's the blessings that we can find in this passage. The land you are entering to take over is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you planted your seed and irrigated it by foot as in a vegetable garden. But the land you are crossing the Jordan to take possession of is a land of mountains and valleys that drinks rain from heaven. It is a land the Lord your God cares for, 
The eyes of the Lord your God are continually on it from the beginning of the year to its end. And there's that sense, isn't there, of the contrast between the wilderness wanderings, between being in Egypt, going back even to the Garden of Eden where God was with them. And then that reminder that what is to come will be better than what they've experienced in Egypt or in the desert. Looking back, remembering the promise and now being assured of the blessings to come. God promises, enter that new land. He, they, he will send rain on the land in season, autumn and spring rain. So you can gather in grain and new wine and olive oil and he'll provide grass in the fields for the cattle and all of you will eat and be satisfied. And again, there's that sense of abundance and, and his ongoing care. God's care for his, their needs and for his promised faithfulness. And God continues to be faithful to us. Don't give up on God. Because God will never give up on you. Maybe things aren't going according to plan, but don't give up on God. Don't turn away from God. We've been through some difficult times, but God has remained faithful he wants us to remain faithful to him. And use things like the armor of God, scripture, the support of one another, prayers, all these things to remind us of the promises of God and of the promises of the blessings that he will continue to pour out on us. So we've had the promise, we've had the blessings, but in this passage, there was also curse. It says in verse 22, if you carefully observe all these commands I am giving you to follow, to love the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to him and to hold fast to him, then. And the then is really important. If they did what God would ask, then they would be blessed. If they did what God had asked, then God would fulfill his promise. If they did and followed God's commands, then they would defeat their enemies. But if they didn't follow God, then God would curse them when they worshipped other gods, when they turned away from him, when they failed to be faithful. And we know as we continue to read our Old Testament, that is exactly what happened. Yes, they entered the land flowing with milk and honey. But like sin entered the Garden of Eden, so people, the people of God turned away from him. And we know that what happened was that they were led away and led into exile. We can see flowers just beginning to be put on this garden. That sense if you like, of promise to come. And when we think about God and we're reminded of the hope, the peace of celebration from our text from the year, we are reminded of God's goodness. But we've also shared in the communion that reminder that God didn't give up on the people even though they turned away from him. But God sent his son.
terrible cost to them. But Jesus went to the cross. He died for our, for our failings, for all the things that we have done wrong. But there's another hope to come. And that's the hope that's promised to us that we can see in Revelation 21. Then, we have that word again, then. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth has passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain. For the old order of things has passed away. God wants us to continue to be faithful to him. God doesn't want us to turn away from him because he's promised us this new hope, the promise of eternal life. And he sent his son to die on the cross because he loves us so much. So this morning, if nothing else, however you're feeling, whatever you've been through, whatever is in front of you, know this. God's promises are always there for us. God's blessings are there poured out upon us. But what he wants from us is to be faithful to him and not turn away from him because we have the best promise of all the promise of eternal life with him the children are busy continuing to complete their pictures of the flowers and that they'll be continuing to go up as we look to the ward singing our last hymn and then we're going to look at that artwork and we may see their face masks but what I want to say to us as we pray together, be faithful to God. He's promised us so much. He's blessed us with so much. Don't let's turn away. Let's keep going forward. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for the promise that we can go out with joy because of all that you want to bless us with. We want to thank you for all that you've done for us in the past and all that we will do in the future. But Lord, help us to remain strong in our faith, to remain faithful to you, to know that your grace will never be forgotten because your love for us is unending. Help us to continue to love you and walk in your ways, we pray. Amen. Amen. We're going to sing our last song, Your Grace Will Never Be Forgot. The children will continue finishing. If you're not up here and you've got a face mask and you want to put it on, come up and show us as we have our last song together. And I invite you to stand and to sing. The youngsters are still being really busy. And it's absolutely fine if you continue. If you've got an activity bag, if you could just leave the, the packet and the crayons as you go out on the table, that would be really helpful so that we can use them again next week. If you want to pick up um, one of these text cards, there's a big part of them still out in the entrance hall. If you've already got one and you want to give one away, do grab one as we go. It'll be much better to have them used. And next Sunday's service, 
can we ask you to be really prayerful about it? Because it's going to be a really special service because we're going to launch CMA, Community Money Advice. I hope I've got that right. And uh, we want to, to launch it, and next week that's going to happen in our service. It's going to again be all age as we continue the second verse of our song. But can I really ask this week to be really prayerful about our launch next week, but also for the weeks of this new ministry unfolding will be to come. But we're going to end our time together as we say the words of the grace together, and we're going to continue seeing the youngsters put their... Um, Pictures and images up. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all, both now and evermore. Amen. Amen. And uh, as our service draws to a conclusion, they'll continue, and our worship team are going to lead us in the wonderful words from the highest of heights. God bless you all. <laughs>